Blog Talk Radio. Well, bless the Lord, everybody. Bless the Lord. You are now live with the word on Wednesday. I am Pastor Winston Ferns, alias the Elder. And we are in for a delightful time. First of all, let me apologize for being a little bit late. We ran into, as usual, a couple of technical difficulties, but we're here and we are ready to go. Tonight we will continue with the series that we entitled Dim Children. Dim Children is a part of a program or teaching series that we have been engaged in over the last, so I'm going to say about three, well, actually the series started about five weeks ago, and it's entitled Building Family God's Way. And then children is just a subset of it. Now, tonight we'll continue from last week with what we talked about, and I just want to review a couple of the key points from last week, and then we'll dive right into the lesson. First of all, the key points from last week were teach your children who they are, and who they belong to. This helps them to get vision, purpose, and anointing. Second thing we said last week week was be persistent and consistent. Thirdly, teach according to the child's learning style. And then finally, be an example of your teaching. Don't just, you know, do a whole lot of talking and no doing but instead, show them through the way you live and the way you walk before God, how to walk before God. Amen? So that's what, we, that's what we talked about last week, and now we're going to continue to build upon that tonight. And you know what? I just thought about something. Why don't you hit those share buttons? Because these are important lessons. These are important lessons that... that you know, the more I interact with young people and the more, you know, I'm, I'm learning that they are, a lot of them have no foundation, no spiritual foundation at all. And the more we share with them, the more that we, that we can get this message out to them 
about how they need to be aware of what they're doing with their children and how they need to pour morals and 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 um and build into the spirit man of their children. It's going to help us in the long run, and it helps those children. You'll be amazed at how lost not just their kids are, but some of the parents are. They have no idea of what is going on with their child and what they're not doing and the things that they need to do. And this is through no fault of their own, by the way, because if nobody poured into them, then how are they expected to pour into their children? So what we're doing through this teaching is we're trying to break that cycle. Amen? So, again, uh, hit the share button. Let somebody else know that, that we're teaching about building Christian families by building their children. Amen? So, now let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll dive right in. Eternal God, our Father, it's in Jesus' name that we come to say thank you. God, we thank you that you are faithful. Every week, every week when we come out to share your word, that you meet us here. And that you impart to us through your word and by your spirit, life. Now help us accomplish this mission tonight. Help us to teach your word. As a matter of fact, let's go one better. Why don't you teach it to us by your spirit? In Jesus' name, we make this request. Amen. So, last week, we talked about um, the what we should be doing. This week, we're going to talk about what should I teach the children. And I want to tell you what you should teach the children. You should teach them how to fulfill the will of the Lord. And what is his will? Well, what did he command us from the beginning? What did he say? Be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. So when we're teaching the children, what we're teaching them how to do is how to fulfill God's original commandment, being fruitful, multiplying, and subduing the earth. Being fruitful, multiplying, and replenishing the earth. And how do we do this? We do it by advancing his kingdom. We do it by advancing the kingdom rule of God on earth. And how is the best way we do it? By allowing him to rule in us. Mm -hmm. So, but you're saying, well, wait a minute. Hold on, preacher. Wait a minute. You're going too fast. You, 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 you're, you're way over my head. Stay, stay there. I'm going to show you a couple of methods how to do it. I'm going to show you where to get started. And then I'm going to show you even further some examples. Okay. First of all, how do we do it? We do it by bringing our children into a relationship with God. We introduce, uh, the first thing that we want to do is we want to get them conscious. We want to get them conscious of God in their life. Remember what we talked about last week about, about helping them, uh, teaching them 
who they belong to and who they are, that is that that begins to give them a consciousness that there is a God. Mm-hmm. We make them aware. I talked to some people the other day, and after talking to them for a little bit, I, I became aware that they had no, they had absolutely no concept and no relationship to God at all. And when I say that, I mean they were, they, 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 they seem to think that they're on this planet by themselves and that what they do doesn't matter and that they can make all the decisions for themselves and they're just muddling along. And that's sad to me because when you don't know who your creator is, when you don't know who uh, is responsible for you and who you're responsible to, when you don't have an idea that, that God is, is waiting and willing and ready for you, that's sad. That is just sad. And when you think you've got to do everything for yourself, by yourself, that's really sad. So what do we do? How do we bring our children into a, a, a relationship with God? The key is to establish a relationship by, inter- by introducing them to the Lord and teaching his life principles. I want you to turn with me, because we don't do it just the way the Bible says it. Not, you know, I'm not just giving you some stuff. I want you to turn to the book of Deuteronomy, and I want you to go to chapter 6. And I want to read to you I'm going to start reading at verse 1, I believe. Yeah, verse 1. Got it? See, I'm going to read it. It says this. Now, this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you, in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Now, what, what's so important about that? That's the key. When, when the children of are growing up, 
one of the first things that you should deposit into their spirit and, and teach them is how to declare God. And the way Jewish children learn to do it, and Jews all over the world do it, is they pronounce, uh, they, they make a confession of their faith twice a day during their prayer time. And they call it the Shema, okay? And the Shema just simply means hear. And they're reciting it to themselves, and it's three passages of Scripture, um, and I think you ought to write this down. I'm not going to go into to all three passages because the time won't permit, but it's Deuteronomy 6, verses 1 through 9, Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 21, and Numbers 15, 37 through 41. And just a brief overview, Deuteronomy, there's a, the, the passage in Deuteronomy, that's their declaration of their faith and their faithfulness to God. Um, the passage, Deuteronomy 11, that is them uh, reciting God's promises and his promise for the, for the blessing if they obey. And then Numbers 15, 37 through 41, that is um, the passage that talks about um, putting the tassels on the fringe of their garments as a reminder of God's commandment. But now, the declaration that we can pull out of there, that we can teach our children to, and deposit it down in them, is probably going to be verse 4, where it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Can you imagine teaching your children every day to get up and as they start their day, they say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And you know what? What I love about it, you can even personalize that for your family because sometimes we don't realize that, that we are Israel. But you can personalize that not only for your family but for yourself as an individual. Here, imagine this. Imagine my family getting up saying this. Here, old Burns family, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We will love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our might. Can you imagine what happens if you've got three or four kids plus your husband or your wife and all of you standing around the table, the breakfast table in the morning, and just saying, Here, old family, the Lord, the Lord our God is one, and we will love the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul, and with all of our might, over day after day after day, that is deposited down into their spirit, and that gives them a consciousness that awakes their spirit man up to the fact that not only do they belong to God, but that God is committed to them. Because we claim him, and he claims us. That's number one. That's the first thing that you could teach them. The other thing that you should teach them is the Lord's Prayer. 
the or disciples' prayer, as it should be called. Turn over to Matthew chapter 6. Trying to keep things tight tonight because I have a tendency, especially when I'm talking about these children, to kind of ramble a little bit because I can't stress it enough. If we don't get next to our kids and begin to build our kids and bless our kids, you think this situation is bad now? You haven't seen anything. And I know, I know that we are the salt of the earth. And I know that we are the light of the world, that we are that we are bring light, and so I know that the, the parents want to do that. I really believe that. I, and, and but they just don't know how. And some even some Christians, they 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 just don't know how to deposit into their children. And I'm not giving you anything that that is that is that is mind-boggling. These are these are very very simple biblical principles that must be done over and over and over again and rehearse with your children. And the children love them, by the way. They love structure. Okay, so what's here, second thing that you need to teach them, because I know a lot of us, we the first thing that we teach our children is that now, Lord, lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I know we teach the children that. That I'm not against that. But let's put some. Let's put some. Let's put some with that now. We got them started praying. Let's get them. Let's get them directionally praying, and let's get them praying something that's going to really uh, um, get down into their spirit, man, and grow them and connect them. So, what do we teach them to pray? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And you know how we go. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Depositing those simple truths into their lives, teaching them, first of all, how to go before the Lord. That's just foundational. That is just foundational. And when you teach your child how to pray, when you teach your child how to go to his heavenly Father, what are you doing? You are facilitating a connection and helping them to build a relationship that can lead them to a saving relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do we do? First of all, we teach them to declare, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is we will love the Lord with all of our heart. That's the beginning. Then we teach them the Lord's Prayer. But then where do we go from there? I'm looking at my notes because I got a lot. I got a lot on my mind right now, and I I want to I want to stay tight. I need to stay tight. Hang on. So once we go from there, then what we need to teach them. 
is we need to go into the commandments. We need, if you want to build relationship, if you are trying to build relationship, then where you want to take them to next is the commandments. And you'll say, well, wait a minute, that's the Old Testament. Doesn't matter. The commandments, the commandments that God gave, let me take you over into the New Testament. What, when, when they says, what, what, remember when the guy walks up to Jesus and says, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? What does he say? He basically bundles up all ten of them in two. Mm-hmm. He bundles all ten of them in two. And what does he say? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might, and thou shalt love the na- your neighbor as yourself. Remember he says that? Mm-hmm. He says, and all the commandments are rolled up into them. So what we want to do is we want to teach our children those commandments. Now, I know they outlaw them in the school and they try to outlaw them in the public places, but they are not outlawed in your home. They are not outlawed in your home. And we need to deposit those commandments within the children. We need to deposit those commandments in the children because those commandments will help them. They will shape their lives. They will shape their lives by shaping their thinking. As a man thinketh, so is he. You are to train that child in the commandments. And what, so you say, well, what's so important about the commandments? The commandments facilitate relationship. They show the child how he is to relate not only to God, but how he is to relate to his fellow man. You don't see it? Come on, let's, let's run over. Let's run to Exodus. I believe it's chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. 
Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbors. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. Those are the Ten Commandments. Now, I said, well, now how does that relate to God? Well, the first four commandments basically teach us how we are to view and relate to God. The next commandment is how we relate to our parents. And then the next is how we relate to society in general. Do you see that? Let me take the back part first because those are the easier ones to take. Uh, five, through, uh, five through ten. Can you imagine what murder statistics would be if all children from the beginning were taught? Thou shalt not murder. No killing. We don't kill each other. No. That's wrong, and God doesn't like it. Can you imagine where it says, don't commit adultery? Do you realize how many people, how many homes would not be broken up if that was deposited within our spirit man? Do you realize uh, uh, what the crime statistics would be if every child had within them deposited in them? No still. No still. And you can go on and on. Don't be, don't be looking to take your valuable stuff. Now, when you look at the commandments, and when we look at them, we, we look at them and we say, well, the thou shalt not, the thou shalt not, and the language is so uh, uh, difficult. But I'm using the English Standard Bible. Now, there are other translations, especially when you're dealing with young kids, that are more helpful and are easier for you to remember as well as for them to remember. Let me read one to you. Um, this is from God's Word translation. And here, I'm, I, I kind of go through it. Never have any other God. Never make your own carved idols or statues that represent any creature in the sky on the earth or in the water. Never worship them or serve them because I, the Lord your God, am a God who does not tolerate rivals. I punish children for their parents' sins to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But I show mercy to thousands of generations of those who love me and obey my commandments. Never use the name of the Lord your God carelessly. The Lord will make sure that anyone who carelessly uses his name will be punished. Remember the day of rest by observing it as a holy day. You have six days to do all your work. The seventh day is the day of rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord your God. You, your sons, your daughters, your male and female slaves, your cattle, and the foreigners living in your city must never do any work on that day. In six days the Lord made heaven, earth, and the sea, along with everything in them. He didn't work on the seventh day. That's why the Lord blessed the day. He stopped his work and set this day apart as holy. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live for a long time in the land the Lord your God has given you. 
never murder, never commit adultery, never steal, never lie, never desire to take your neighbor's household away from him. You see, a different language, same thing. And when we were when we were younger, we there's an even shorter version that we learned as children. And you should take advantage of those tools. You don't have to do it the way you know, in a formal kind of way. But instead, you teach them in the vernacular that they are used to. See, you teach them in a language that they can grasp onto. It could be something as simple as, we don't steal. We don't kill people. We, don't, we, don't, we just don't kill people. Killing is wrong. We don't want to get our neighbor's stuff. However, way, however you phrase it, however you want to phrase it, do that. But make sure that you get this down into them. Well, and I say that I talk a little bit about the first part, the exclusivity of God, the holiness of the Sabbath. You see, there, I've, I've done a lot of work of research on the Sabbath day, and I'm going to tell you something. The Sabbath day is a special day for Christians. It is a day of healing and restoration. The Sabbath is a day of healing and restoration as well as work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get into that, but I can't tonight because you know, i got to watch my time. But anyway, those three areas. So what are you doing? First, you're teaching them how to declare for God. You're teaching them how to go into his presence in prayer. Okay? Then thirdly, teaching them the word of God. That's fundamental. That's foundational. From there, they will grow. Now, some parents will stop right there. Once they, you know, some parents, once they get a child to that point, then they're ready to turn them over to the church and say, okay, the church got to do the rest. No, no, no. And not only do I say no, I'm saying no because you are equipped to do even more. You just don't know it. You don't you just don't know it. There is a lot more that you are capable of doing, but you don't know where it's at because we haven't been feeding ourselves properly. I want to go just a little bit further because what what I when you turn when you go into those commandments, what you're teaching them is I walk before God in a pleasing manner and how to walk in harmony with man. Now, the next thing that I want to teach you is I want to get into um, discipline. I want, and, I, and I'm going to, not going to do it tonight. I'm just going to sneak preview. Next week, we'll go into discipline. And I'm going to set up a little, just a little paradox real quick. On the one hand, it says that if we don't discipline our children, we don't love them. But then, in the New Testament, it tells us not to provoke our children. So how can we discipline them without provoking them? How can we, as they say, make them do what they have to do without getting them mad and getting them angry and getting them to a point where they want to turn on us and they, they're saying stuff like, it's 
soon as I get out of here, I ain't never going back to church. I, that preacher, I ain't never going to go with him. You know how we do. I did it. When I, when I, the first thing I wanted to do, so help me God, was I wanted to get away from my mama so I can get away from the church, period, because we was in church every Sunday, all day. I hated church. I hated it. You have told me at any time in my young life that I was going to wind up being a preacher, I would have told you something that I would have said someday. Last thing in the world, because I didn't want nothing to do with that church and God and all of that kind of stuff because I was, it, was, it was part of my disciplined upbringing. So I'll share something with you. You don't know what discipline means. Yeah, you have no idea. But next week you will. So that's our lesson for tonight. So what are we going to do with our children to build them kids? We're going to teach them how to declare for God. Hear, O family, the Lord our God is one. We're going to teach them how to pray, how to go before God. We're going to start them getting connected to him. Thirdly, we're going to deposit the word of God in them through the commandments so we can begin to shape behavior from the inside out. That's what we're going to do if we're going to raise God's children. Let's have a word of prayer and then we'll call it a night. Eternal God, our Father, in Jesus' name we come. We thank you that you're leading us and you're guiding us and you're teaching us how to build our families, how to build families for Christ, how to build families who will be obedient, how to build families who will walk up right before you and advance your kingdom rule upon this earth, how to fulfill your command to be fruitful, multiply, and subdue. We bless you, O God, and we praise you. We give you the glory. We magnify your name. For you are worthy. We thank you in Jesus' name. Hey, just before I leave, have you noticed how fundamental and how just easy these principles are? Have you noticed that when we were doing the part on um, the relationship between husband and wife, how we didn't have to go off into a whole lot of murky, messy areas, but instead we just established the principles and then you can work the principles from there. The same thing with your children. We're not, every situation is going to be a little bit different. Everyone comes with a different type of need or type of problem, but all of them are contained in those principles and it's up to you, it is up to you to learn the principles and take that before the Lord and say, okay, God, now how do I make this work? How does this work in my household? That's important for you to do. Yeah, that is so important for you to do because God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak in your household, in your family. He is the leader. He is the guy. And he loves you so much. And he's just waiting for you to say, let's do it your way, Lord. That's what he's doing. Any questions about, for anybody?
Anybody got any questions at all? If you do, you can hit me up uh, on my uh, Facebook page. Um, you can hit me up, you can messenger me. I'll do my best to figure out where those messages and stuff are at. And then what we'll do is we will answer you to the best of our ability. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for the children. Uh, it's back to school time, and I know there's a lot going on for each of you. I praise God for each one of you who come up, who come out here tonight to share this word with me. Uh, you really, really encourage me by your presence. I bless you in Jesus' name. Hey, have a good evening, and have a wonderful, wonderful day.